This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is Thursday, March 10th, and you are listening to another edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. My name is Blair Angulo, joined by National Recruiting Analyst, Mr. Greg Biggins. Greg, how are we doing? Doing good, Blair. Always good to talk to you, man. I think it's been a long time. It's been a couple years since you've had me on the yeah. show. It's a privilege, honor, and all you that have, stuff. It's, it, it has been a long time since you were uh, a guest on this show. And it, it's it's been, you know, honestly, quite a quite a long time. Um, I feel like gas was half the price. Gas was half the price since then. <laughs> it's allowed me to kind of see where kind of, you know, where I stack on the totem pole. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's been a good eye-opener eye for me. So, um, you know, I, I'm good. I, I'm good knowing, you know, I'm kind of like, you know, the, the one star of, of the team. And moving forward, I'll, I'll just keep, you know, adapting and getting better and working on my game and measuring my heart because, you know, that's where it's all at anyways, right? Stars don't matter. It's about the size of the heart. So, I'm coming. I'm coming, player. I think I'm just – You can't, you I can't think keep I've just me been... down for too long. <laughs> you will not hold me back just for very sl- much longer. I feel like I've just been sleeping on you, GB. Um, it, it was awesome. It happens. It, it was awesome to, to bump into you this last weekend uh, over at the Under Armour Camp Series in Mission Viejo. Before we talk recruiting, before we get into some USC topics and and the big topic of of this podcast, uh, a big weekend for Oregon this coming this coming weekend. Did want to discuss a little bit with you the Under Armour Camp Series stop in Mission Viejo. What stood out to you there? What what you know? What was that like to you know go out there and see some of these prospects in one of the first stops of the off season? Yeah, you know it, it was cool. They, they do a great job, Under Armour. Um, you know, Billy Tucker. I'm trying to think, three step. I'm trying to make sure I get all the names right. But um, you know, obviously there was a, a lot of no shows, unfortunately, because there were so many junior days going on the day before, and a lot of kids just couldn't get back. But you know, it was it was cool for us to see Malachi Nelson. Obviously, pretty special talent. Uh, I thought the receiver group was was pretty good. We had Grant Gray and, and Mikey Matthews in our top five performers list. Both those guys, I think, are are a little under the radar. You know, Mikey was our top performer and. I think Arizona might be like his, his biggest offer right now. And he likes him a lot. He's really close with all the juice County kids. No Fafita, T-Mac. He played with those guys and, and pop Warner, um, Michigan state, Boise state. will get visits. Grant gray. I think it's a, a definite PAC 12 guy, high priority for, for schools like UCLA, like Utah, like Arizona. Uh, you know, he's interested in Oregon as well. I, I thought Jamari Johnson was really good. I know you and Huff saw him a couple of weeks ago at battle. This was kind of my first time seeing him live in over a year last time I saw him was that he was actually playing quarterback but you know he's a huge kid 6'5 and I'm guessing 250 but caught the ball as well as anybody and I think we also thought the offensive line group was pretty strong right you know we had Rhino I'm not even going to try to pronounce the last name but you know Rhino from Alamany High School I've seen him a couple times now um, but Eugene Brooks just he doesn't lose Caleb Lomo was exceptional 
Um, there was a lot of good offensive linemen out there. All, all the modern day kids, BJ Tolo and Brandon Baker were, were really good. So, uh, and, and then we saw, you know, I, I thought defensively, um, you know, Leviticus Sua was good. We had Hunter Knoll as one of our sleepers. Jaden Moore, I thought was good. A top performer. I like Celis Williams always. Elijah Rushing is a huge, huge upside guy. And I know we're, we're kind of ranking our 24 to end of the month. You know, I think we can probably expect Elijah Rushing to get a, a pretty nice bump from where he's at right now. I don't even know where he's at, but wherever he is, it's probably too low. So overall, I thought it was a pretty good day, Blair. That was kind of my quick takeaways. Yeah, Elijah Rushing number 21 overall nationally in the 24 class. So, so that is pretty high. Uh, would <laughs> yeah, he would slot in as a five-star uh, if, if everything kind of ended at this point. Uh, phenomenal athlete, uh, big-time edge rusher, number one among edge rushers in the 24 class. Just picked up a USC offer, and that brings me to my next point, is the fact that the Trojans made really good use of this weekend, knowing that there would be a lot of prospects in town, not only for this Under Armour Camp Series stop, but also a big time seven on seven up in Thousand Oaks that we went in depth with with Brandon Huffman earlier this week. The Trojans wasting no time in setting up a big junior day. And it, it was, I think, a, a pretty important step for Lincoln Riley to meet some recruits that maybe he hasn't met yet. And, you know, they've already gotten off to an amazing start in 23 with, with a three, a trio of, of five star prospects. You mentioned Malachi Nelson, Makai Lemon as well as Zachariah Branch already in in that recruiting class. But for USC to bring in the talent that they did this past weekend was also another big step. For sure. You know, they, they offered, that I know of, they offered two guys, Vincent Holmes from San Jacinto, kind of a sleeper DB, and uh, hoping to see him on Sunday at the UA camp. I actually, try, you know, got him invited, and then I don't think he showed up. But uh, he did get that USC offer, but he's a pretty long athletic safety and already had offers from schools like UW, like Colorado, Fresno State, Arizona. So Vincent Holmes is kind of a guy who I think is going to keep moving up. Uh, again, a lot of, you know, I would say a high projectable tools kind of kid. And then Cameron Brandt, uh, they also offered him. And he's a guy that we already had in our top 247, Sierra Canyon, D. Lyman. Um, Coach Ellen House over there does a really good job. And he, he told me for the last, before the season started last year, he goes, hey, this is, this is going to be on everyone's radar. You don't know him much now. But he was part of that St. Bernard's crew. And it's funny, you know, that might be a, a kind of a fun 30 for 30 on that St. Bernard's crew. That's going to have probably 20 guys uh, that are going to be, end up going somewhere. They're all on that same team two years ago. And then it kind of disbanded, but uh, he was a part of that six, four, um, you know, 250, 260 inside guy, outside guy, uh, athletic kid. He's going to do track. He wrestles. He does it all little, little basketball. So Cam brand. And then obviously there, there was too many visitors to name. Like you mentioned, man, I, I think that's a home run where you can get guys uh, just to come by who are in town for a tournament, man. You, they, you know, got the Hawaii boys, Utah kids, Arizona, plus a lot, of, a lot of the local guys. They had a, a handful of committed players. Again, Malachi Nelson said he was feeling pretty good about maybe a couple guys jumping on board. He, it's always good to have a couple of committed guys that can be there to, to help recruit those guys, right? Mateo was there. He's a big target. Uwe young uh, a huge target for USC. And you know, Mikhail Lemon was there already committed. You know, USC's off to a really good start in the 23 class. And, you know, I recently put in a crystal ball for Brendan Ennis, uh, who we'll see, I'll see at the Pylon tournament this Saturday, uh, this uh, Saturday but he's going to visit uh, USC on Friday with his South Florida Express team. So uh, already have Zach Branch. The, the skilled positions in, in USC's 23 recruiting class could be really special. 
Yeah, and let's not forget, Relique Brown is already on campus as well and, and could be maybe the most dynamic offensive player that we've seen out West in, in the last couple of years. So Lincoln Riley has a lot of different little toys to play with there in, in terms of what he's going to be able to do offensively. And you put in that crystal ball for Brandon Innes, the five-star receiver from the state of Florida coming out to the West Coast to check out USC. We're going to take a short break, but after the break, we're going to get into Oregon's big upcoming recruiting weekend. You're listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We are back. 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I am Blair Angulo, joined by Mr. Greg Biggins. Greg, you're a, you're a UFC guy, right? You're a mixed martial arts guy. Um, but are you a boxing guy? You know, I used to be, you know, back in the day, you know, way back, you know, in the, you know, Marvin Hagler, you know, Ray Leonard, my all, all-time favorite fighter would be Sugar Ray. Um, I, I loved it back then, Roy Jones. Now, I honestly, I, I probably could only name, you know, three or four fighters. So it just, yeah, it just doesn't have the same kind of, you know, juice for me, man. I, I loved it, you know, 70s, 80s. Um, you know, heavyweights had some dudes. Larry Holmes, I think, was the champion when I was really watching it closely. Evander Hoyt, but I was a fan of. And I, like I said, I love the welterweight, middleweight division. Duran and Thomas Hitman Hearns. I love those guys. But now, man, for me, it's, it's all about UFC. I don't dislike boxing. I just don't follow it as closely as I do UFC. Well, I bring that up because I want to bring up this analogy and maybe it works a little bit better with boxing than it does in UFC, which is the lesser rounds. And I feel like it's a bit more faster pace, but in some of those big heavyweight fights or, or even those big time, big pay-per-view boxing matches, you always see the fighters feeling each other out for the first few rounds, right? They're kind of dancing, they're measuring things up, they're they're you know kind of moving their feet, trying to figure out who's <laughs> going to who's going to who's going to flinch first, who's going to blink, all that sort of stuff, right? I think we all understand that that's kind of part of boxing, sure. especially with the 12 12 rounds. Uh, I say that to say this, I, uh, Oregon, USC, new staffs, they've been the two recruiting powers out west that not only are recruiting within the region, but they've been doing it nationally and you know, you have now Lincoln Riley coming in from Oklahoma. You have Dan Lanning coming in from Georgia. The staffs are star-studded in terms of not only the the name power, but the recruiting power. And we've seen what USC was able to do in the first junior day visit. Oregon now gets their chance. I think we're starting to see uh, a little bit of feeling things out between these two powers right now. You know what? I, I like your boxing analogy, but I'm not sure if it totally applies. I, I feel like USC... And Oregon, man, I almost feel like they came out round one and just started throwing haymakers, Blair. Because if you remember, right, like 
Lakin flipped Malachi Nelson in like three days after getting that job. And then here came Mikhail Lemon and they, they did an immediate, uh, you know, on-campus deal with a lot of the 22s. Remember CJ Williams was there. Uh, you know, they had a bunch of their 22s. Domani was there and then a, a handful of 23s. And then Oregon, man, they came out the gate and, you know, they were making a, a strong push to finish out 22s and then, you know, 23s. I think they've already had, you know, some 23s, a handful already on campus and, you know, are doing well with a lot of guys. So um, boxing, man, it is, a, it is a cool thing when they kind of come out. You know, UFC, when they go five rounds, the, the first couple rounds is kind of a filling out deal. Three rounds, not so much. But and I, I think USC and Oregon, they're, they're built differently than almost every other staff, especially out west, man. They don't mess around. You know, you got guys that are heavyweights uh, on those two recruiting staffs, whether it be, you know, Dante Williams or Tosh Lupoy. Um, man, they, they come out there and they, they don't care, man. They come out swinging. So uh, I'm fascinated to watch those two teams going head to head for a lot of the same recruits. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Okay, so if we're going haymakers here, how about how about these these from Oregon coming up this weekend? They've got two official visitors in the 22 class, both of them five stars. One is Josh Connerly, also considering USC, by the way. Uh, LT Overton, Lebius Overton, who reclassified from the 23 class, will also be on campus alongside his brother, uh, Micaiah Overton, a transfer from Liberty. You got Mitchell Agude, the UCLA grad transfer edge rusher, will be on campus. Five-star defensive end Jaden Wayne is expected to be on campus. Mateo Uyangalele is expected to be on campus. He's another five-star edge rusher. You got Riley Williams, a four-star tight end. Uh, J- Daylin Austin, a four-star corner, Kyler Casper, a four-star receiver, uh, Amari Washington, a four-star defensive lineman, Dylan Riola, four-star quarterback in the 24 class. I mean, the list goes on and on and on, and we're going to have it all covered over at 24 seven sports, but I think this could be the start of what Dan, Ling- Dan Lanning envisions and what really made him a successful recruiter when he was at Georgia. Yeah, no. And the thing that I'm already noticing is, you know, as a head, as a head coach, he is not kind of taken a how can I a, a casual approach you know what I'm saying like some head coaches you see them you know their dogs as assistants and then they become a head coach and like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of maybe um you know defer some of those you know responsibilities or I'm gonna delegate it dude no he's still going heavy you know I mean one of my favorite stories from the 22 class was you know right after they won a national championship he's walking off the field and he's calling Jalil Florence and saying Jalil are you watching the game man we, we just won the national championship I want you here with me next fall and how cool is that if you're a kid and you, you get a call from your future head coach as he's walking off the field when they just beat Bama, right? So, that, I mean, that, and that's how he's been this whole entire time. I've talked to other players who are like, no, man, he's all about it. And that, that whole staff, you get the feeling, you know, whether it be Coach Meat, Coach Clem, um, Dillingham. I mean, they got, they got guys that just really, really want to get after it. So, I mean, Josh Connerly, I mean, you know, Huff would, is way more qualified than me um, to talk about Josh Connerly, um, I mean, Huff's more qualified than me about it for most, most things, but with Josh, but I get the sense, Blair, and you can even speak on this. It might be an Oregon-USC battle. I know Michigan's in there, and so is Miami and Oklahoma, and, you know, Washington will get a shot, but it sounds like it could be those two schools. You know, with Overton, you know, there's a lot of A&M buzz. That was the, the gist if he would have stayed, you know, not reclassified. A&M was kind of the team to beat, but, you know, Oregon does does have a fighting chance, and I think Oregon is probably at worst a, a co-leader with USC for Mateo. Um, you know, Jaden Wayne, you know, they're they're doing pretty well with him. And, you know, you mentioned all those other, other players, Kyle Casper, freak athlete, Ryan Pelham also will, will be there, a top guy in the 2024 class. So, you know, it, it's going to be a huge weekend for them. And, 
you know, I think Oregon always does as good, if not a better job on their visits than almost any other program. Yeah, quite the group for Oregon. Uh, among that list is a name that, or, or not among that list, is a name that is obviously very familiar, and that would be Nico Iamaleava, number three uh, in the 2023 class, uh, the third quarterback in that ranking, but also a five-star quarterback. Just took a, phys- a visit to uh, Tennessee. Before we go, Greg, any little tidbit there about you know where that, that battle stands? I know Oregon is also a heavy contender for Nico Iamaleava. Yeah, so actually, I don't know when this is going to air. Blair, but I did speak to his dad a little bit today, today being Wednesday. So you can tell me if that's a day late or, or whenever it is. But uh, I'll tell you what, um, you know, Tennessee made a huge, huge impression. And the and the vibe was, you know, it's just uh, it, it's not just a Southern thing. People say, oh, it's different in the South. No, it, it's different at Tennessee. Like the hospitality that though that that fan base has is unique, even amongst SEC schools. I mean, you can ask most people and they will tell you, you know, Tennessee is probably a top five school in terms of just the, the fan interaction and the adulation and the maniacalness of that fan base. And so they, they loved it. Uh, Nico's mom was on that trip and she hasn't gone on too many trips, but you know, his mom was there and, and, you know, the pop said dude, when they started chanting, you know, we want Nico at the basketball game, which they did. And they were loud. It brought tears to mom's eyes. So, you know, I, I thought Oregon led going into that visit. Now I'm saying Tennessee probably has, has drawn even. And he's going to visit both schools again. Uh, he was going to go to Georgia this weekend. That is not going to happen. That's going to be pushed back to a later date. They're actually going to play in the pylon seven on a seven on seven event this weekend. But Georgia, Bama still pushing. UCLA is trying to hang around. Uh, but just my gut uh, tells me this might be an Oregon Tennessee battle. You know, Marcus Mariota. We'll stay with the Oregon theme. Marcus Mariota was his kind of his boyhood idol. Uh, you know, for a lot of Polynesian kids, that that's you know he's the quarterback. He's the guy that kind of allowed them to see it was possible to make it. So uh, that's why he likes Oregon so much. And they had a great visit and and mom went there too. And and they loved it there. And I mentioned Mateo, those two families, the, you know, the Iam Iam Maliabas and the Ubi Angeles, they're closer. They're more like family than friends. So they do want to play together, Mateo and and Nico. And so Oregon is the, uh, the school in common there. So I think Oregon still has a great chat, a great chance, great shot, but so does Tennessee. And I think that'll be an April commitment for, uh, for big Nico. Greg Biggins. Some would call him the Canelo of national recruiting analysts. I will see that's Thank one of the you. three or four boxes I actually know. I will take that every day of the week, man. He's he's gifted. Pound pound for pound, probably the the best man, fighter in the world un- right unbelievable. now. Unbelievable. Yep, I will watch him every time he's on. And that's what people say about you, GB, <laughs> when when you're on TV and you're oh. on this podcast. Which, by the way, we need to get get you on this show a little bit more often. Uh, you know what? I'm not. I will. Not I here. will admit I, that I ain't too proud to beg. You know, when you, I'm on. I'm always available for you, Blair. You know that. You just, I'm a call away. National recruiting analyst Greg Biggins. Thank you so much, my friend. Always. All right, that is Greg Biggins. You can follow him on Twitter at Greg Biggins for Greg and our producer, Jordan Mayton. I am Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Thank you.